I'm Gab, he's Jules. Blue skies over West London. Jules, we have a title race wow. in the Bundesliga. That's right. We may have a title uh, race in Paris, despite in, in France, despite the, 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 the yeah, despite the nice big big one over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, we do not have title uh, races in La Liga and in uh, Syria, nope. but we have a title race, big one, in the Premier League, a legit one because Arsenal travel away to West Ham. Yep. They draw two two. I think it's fair to say. This time, it is two points dropped. Yeah. Um, at the same time, City beat Leicester. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Got a little bit hairier than it should have been. But Jules, I heard, and I don't know if this is true, because, you know, never trust the media, that this is the first time in the history of the Premier League that a team in first place let slip a two-goal lead in consecutive weeks, which is what happened last week yeah. against Liverpool, and we were kind to them. We said, all right, it's a point one. This week against Arsenal, uh, against West Ham, 2 0 up after 10 minutes. Yeah. And then you drop two points because you drew 2 2. Making on your own, you can only blame yourself. You know, this is on you. Uh, on Arsenal, the way they let West Ham coming back into the game with that penalty and the, the party mistake on, the, on that first goal. Saka missing a penalty, everybody misses a penalty, but it's true that if he scores, it's 3 1 up again straight after the break. And Arsenal, I don't think West Ham come back from that. And then. Especially West Ham's goal came two minutes later. Exactly. It looked to me like two they were still a little bit rattled. But when, with another mis big mistake from Arsenal, when you're defending a set piece and you clear the ball and everybody pushes up, which is the right thing to do, so you don't step too deep, everybody pushes up to put the other team's players offside. You have to be very aware of what's around you so nobody who is onside then gets a clear chance. And that's exactly what happened with Bowen. Tierney maybe should have marked him. Gabriel should have marked Someone should have shouted that Bowen was on his own. And instead, it's a ball over the top from Ben Rama, I think he was. And then the finish by Bowen was a decent finish. But it's just a goal that you should not concede for a team like Arsenal. And then that's cost them dearly. You mentioned Partey there. I think we do need to pick on him uh, a little bit because... This is the guy who, this is your veteran leader mm. in midfield, right? He, this is the guy who's, who's been there, who's done that. He's your warrior in the middle of the park. You could almost understand if Odegaard or whatever has a brain fire or, or Saka, Thomas Partey is not supposed to be doing this. No. And you, you know, I mean, you can lose the ball. Everybody loses the ball at some point because... Could be a lack of concentration because the other the, the, the opposition player can can just play the play the well and just sprint ahead of you or just barges at you and the referee doesn't give it. But to lose the ball that way by trying to do like a little sombrero, a little flick, over rise, whether there's handball or not, I don't care. You just can't lose the ball trying to be fancy in that in that uh, area of the pitch. It's so dangerous just in front of your own box. It's gone. Hoof the ball on the M25 if you want to, if you're not sure, or try to get a foul. I don't know, anything. Play backwards, but don't try that little flick at that time of the game when, you've, when you're so much under control. That's what really annoyed me the most. The handball, or, or alleged handball from Declan Rice, it all depends what pictures you look at. And I think the reason VAR didn't yeah, strike probably, off the goal yeah. is they said, I see different things in different pictures. It happens sometimes, yeah. you know. Like, um, I thought Zinchenko... This is a different team without Zinchenko. Yeah, for sure. Asking Kieran, and I was kind of surprised that he didn't make an adjustment. He almost asked Tierney to play the Zinchenko role. But he's not that sort of player. No. Why no. not? I mean, I, I guess it would have been six of one, one half dozen of another. But like, to me, this was the game where you, if you say, all right, if we want to play that way, we make an adjustment. We play maybe Shaka uh, uh, at left back or, or whatever. If we want that left back to step into midfield that way. Uh, if not, just let Tierney be Tierney down the wing and we'll beat them another way. And yeah. certainly at 2-0 up, mm. you have the option to do that. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think since the last time he played, and he hasn't played a lot at all. This Boxing season, Day was yeah. his last start, I think. But I, I think there's an improvement there. You could see that he's clearly working on it at training and they're working with him at training to make him a, a bit more of an inverted fullback. But but yeah, it's, it's not as, it's not the level as Zinchenko. But there's not many fullbacks who can play like Zinchenko anyway, because Zinchenko is not a fullback. He plays no, there, not. but he's not a fullback. With Tierney, he's a he's a left back. So I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, of course you can play Chaka or Chaka or someone else. The the problem is, you also work at training every day with Chaka in midfield and with Tierney has worked with the back four defensively all season. So 
it's, it's, it's disturbing too if you change Shaka and push somebody else in midfield. I, I don't know. I think Tierney was the easiest solution. But yeah, without the same outcome for sure. Right. Obviously, so much hinges on when these two teams, Manchester City and Arsenal, face each other uh, later this month. The gap is four points. City have uh, a game in hand mm. and a much better uh, goal difference. Uh, personally, and maybe slightly easier schedule, though personally I think yeah. there's going to be more twists and turns. Yeah, I'm going to play too. the percentage game. I'm going to go right out and say it. For me, I think you still have to go and win the games. I'm going to say... I'm still going to give Arsenal the slightest of edges. I'm going to go 51-49. How's that? Yeah, I'm with you. I, you right, right now, you would rather have the extra four points that Arsenal have than, than City because, because those points are there on the board. All right, Jules, it's Monday morning. This is Monday morning quarterbacking, second-guessing managers' decisions. Yeah. Um, but what I want to try to establish here is, is this down to Arteta making some decisions that... You know, maybe with hindsight, right? We mentioned the Tierney thing, some of the substitutions that, that should have been different. Or is this also down to West Ham playing well? Or is this simply that it's just hard to keep the same level throughout a season? You know, I thought in the first half, when they went, once Arsenal went 2-0 up, that they were maybe too much in control instead of just keep putting them under pressure and keep going. And it felt at times that just, they were just happy to pass the ball and just keep the pace of the game the way they wanted and just control everything. Which, That's good, isn't it? Yeah, but why don't you try and just keep that pressure on that you had for the first 20 minutes? Because it's tiring and you have to pace it yourself is. between now and the end of the season? True, maybe, maybe. But I think the problem is like that, is that then you tune it up, you concede one, is 2-1, and then suddenly it's a very different dynamic. I, I, don't, I don't think West Ham are good. I told you, I don't think Moyes is, 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 is good this season. But they have physicality. And then if you just let them a little bit back in, that physicality, as we saw, especially once they, they scored that penalty, then they can make it just awkward for you because they're always there. They just, you can't really shake them off. Can we give Moyes a bit of credit for, for the roulette? For the fact that they're relentless and still in the game. Look, they're West Ham, Arsenal let them back in the game. It's West Ham are going to go down this season, right? West Ham are actually the typical club that you want to play at this stage of the season because the danger's gone. They're not going to go down. The only motivation is... They're still quite close from the bottom three. Yeah, they're not going to go down. No, I mean, no, You've I seen know, some but... of the teams in the bottom three. Yeah. Um, they can win the Europa Conference League. Yeah. And they had a game on Thursday. They have another one coming up next week. So, you know, it works both ways. These, I don't want to say they're demotivated, but these teams that, you know, they're away from home at Arsenal. They have nothing to lose. I, yeah, this is who you to want win. to. Sorry, right, right, yeah. they're home against Arsenal. Like a point's a great result. Whatever. Yeah, if they lose, it's no biggie. Me. This is who you want to be playing at this stage of the season. Yeah. And so for Moyes to have them up like that, I think we can give him some credit. Yeah, no? you can. All right, you can. okay. I will. I will. You're going to be mean. So no, like, what's the credit? Well, tell me something that he did in that game that earned them a point. Nothing. What did he do? Nothing. Well, West Ham didn't let their heads drop when they're two 0 down. You're two 0 down at home against Arsenal. Yeah. You've already got a, a pretty restless fan base, many of whom would like to see a different manager in charge. Yeah, rightly so. Thank you. I, I think there's something to be said okay, for keeping maybe. your team in the game. I, I, see, I see the packet, who is our friend, and I, I, I see, I feel for him because, yeah, he gets the penalty, but before, he just doesn't get the ball. It's just like, I mean, again, he, throws in, he won that throws penalty. in is not for me. This is not my football. But hey, maybe West Ham fans and West Ham people <laughs> like it. I don't know. Um, all right, let's talk about Arsenal, though, because right, one mystery for me is they spent... Well, close to 30 million euros in January on Kivior, who you know comes from Spezia, hard defender, um, to add some depths yeah. to to the center back position because once you get past Saliba, who's out. By the way, when is this guy ever coming back? To know, I don't think I, I don't think Arthur hasn't given a timeline or anything. So why do managers not give timelines? What I don't know. Maybe. Are we going to see him again this season? I don't know. I hope so because they they miss him badly. <laughs> they miss him. You they know. miss him a lot. They miss, they miss him. him a lot. It's not a knock on Rob Holding Holding's head. No, no, no. But he's had ups and downs. I know we made fun of the hair. We made fun of. But you know, I, I think he's contributed when he's played, not in a good way in this one. But what I do wonder is, 
you sign Kivior as a centre back, and you're yeah. going to tell me, oh, but left footed centre back, you be so what? I would play two left footed centre backs without a problem. Well, why hasn't this guy? I don't think he started a game in in the league for Arsenal. No, I don't think so. I think he's only come on. Well, why? There's maybe a process to learn the way Arteta wants him to play as centre back. I don't know. You know, maybe maybe they feel that he's not ready yet. Again, for these kind of, of clashes, maybe against Southampton on Friday night at the Emirates, then maybe it's easier to play him than away at West Ham at two o'clock on a Sunday under the pressure that you were after dropping the points at Liverpool. I, I don't know. There must be a reason why. Maybe he's just, yeah, maybe he's just not ready. Maybe you, maybe Arteta likes a right foot, left foot pair of centre-backs, which a lot of managers do. A lot of managers don't want to play two left-footed centre-backs. Maybe that's the reason. I don't know. All right. Uh, but could you have upgraded on holding as well in January, maybe? Well, about two centre-backs and Leandro Trossard. I guess you had Tomiyasu. Tomiyasu being ruled out for the whole season is, is a blow. Because you could also have played White instead of Saliba and Tomiyasu are right back. Not having Tomiyasu and Saliba at the same time of the season is, is a huge blow, to be fair. Yeah, it, it is. And I think it's catching up with them um, yeah, yeah. a little bit because... You know, they, they are short on numbers in, in that role. Um, Jules, it's normally you who goes through the substitutions. And yeah, talks yeah, about but how like, today you're not game. happy with the substitutions. I, I just don't understand this. I don't understand it because it's 2-2. You've brought on Georgie and, and Trossard. Fine, no argument there. You need to uh, you need to get back into, into the game. Weirdly, you brought on Trossard for Gabriel Jesus, which we've touched upon before, which I thought was a bit... You know, maybe it was odd. Maybe you could have brought Trossard off for somebody. Whatever. Um, Party, I think we agree, had to come off at that stage of the game. Yeah. Um, but then five minutes to go, I would assume, okay, you're going for it. You're going to put on a center forward. Here comes Eddie. No. He sends on Reese Nelson for Martinelli. And this is where I wonder... Is Arteta superstitious? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, think... We know so many people in football yeah, are superstitious, right? Because what, why? What, what does Nelson offer? And you can say, ah, oh, Martinelli was tiring. tired, tired, schmired. Don't you know, know, but it's still I'm sure Martinelli can play for 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah, but it's and a give you a better profile. With, well, I mean, Nelson, no, but if you're right back, if you're Sufal, for example, and you've had Martinelli right. for 85 minutes, right. and then someone, someone completely, I mean, not completely, someone different arrives well, and plays against you. So Martinelli dribbles at you and beats you, whereas Nelson does what? Hits the ball into no, space and then prepared, chases after it? You've prepared the game working on what Martinelli's game is about when you're Sufal, right? Right. You studied Martinelli before the game. So what Martinelli does with the ball, which size he goes, what he does, what, you prepare all of that. And you've got next, you've got a different player now that you, you don't know as well coming at you. This is what this is also why <laughs> you, you don't know as well because he never plays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but maybe you're right. Maybe there's a bit of superstition. Uh, I, I think there's also something like an, it's superstition because he scored that goal against Bournemouth. Yeah. Yes, which yeah. you know we all said was a turning point in the in, in, in the title. I, I I think that's all. Look, I'm not going to knock her. That obviously I'm balanced. No, it is no, what no, it is. I just thought that was odd in the same way I thought it was odd. And Ketia may be what he is, but, you know, to, 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 to send him on before Nketiah, I thought was odd. That, that, that's yeah, all I'm going to say. That's, yeah. uh, I'll just leave it. I'll just yeah, leave yeah, it at yeah. that. Um, if you're Arteta now, there's a, there's a dynamic in the title race where you will have played an extra game, mm-hmm. maybe gone seven points clear yeah. of, um, of City. Yeah. City still have that weird you know, calendars in this country, but they have that weird Brighton game, which we don't know when they're going to play no. it. Presumably, they have to play it before the last day of the season. Yeah, yeah, we so, will because the, they will play after the semi-final of the Champions League. They, they, I don't think there's a time before they will. I mean, if they qualify for the semi-final of the Champions League, then after that, after those two games, I think there's probably space, like in you know <laughs> mid-May, maybe it's just before the last, the week of the and last. And they're not scheduling it now in case City get knocked out of the Champions League and don't play the semi-finals. Yeah, and that? you can't. They've played. They've been playing every three days anyway. No, I know, I know. But it's just such a. It's strange. No, it's it's right. an unusual it's situation, and I think the scheduling of that game will also matter a lot to Brighton because obviously Brighton are on fire right now. Yeah. Brighton could be in a position to really compete for something very important. Yeah. Um, or, you know. They could miss out on Europa League. It can be late in the season and things kind of peter out. And also, by the time Arsenal go to the Etihad in 10 days, so Wednesday week, Wednesday week, is that we yeah. said? So in 10 days, they will have two games in two games over City because they play Southampton That's what I said, yeah, yeah. yeah. They could be seven points clear. 
Yeah, yeah. But they could even have been 10 had they won at, obviously, you know, uh, uh, nine, sorry, if they'd won at West Ham. It could have been 11 if they'd also no, won no, it. You know, I mean, no, but like the sense that <laughs> yeah. this, is the, this is the league final, potentially it could be the league final, and yet they don't have the same games at all. Like two games, is, you know, it's very it it's a lot. big difference. I've never seen anything like that before. And it's a, it's a exceptional season for, from a City point of view because they can still win the treble and, mm. and they might do. But yeah, it's still strange that we will look at this game and potentially it, Arsenal have a se seven points cushion, but we say it all depends on this game almost. When the seven, point, seven points clear, it, it'd be weird. Was it a few years ago that Liverpool, I think, had a bunch of games in hand? Um, yeah, that rings a bell. This, well. this kind of stuff. It's just a shame. It's just a shame because you would love them to be both yeah. on, you know, 33. It, it's a peculiar English quirk um, because I'm old. I remember many, many, many years ago, um, they used to have endless replays, not just in the FA Cup, <laughs> but in the League Cup too. So... You know, you would go, you, you would get to April and there'd be teams that had played like, you know, five, they had like five or six games in hand. It would, no, no, it was absolutely demented. And then they'd had situations where, you know, they, they'd play on Saturday and then play again on Monday, Tuesday yeah. and then on Thursday night and then Saturday again. Like, you know, different times, yes, Sterner sure. game um, or, 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 or Sterner men. Uh, but what do you think should game. be Arteta's message now to the players? So... It was, put, I mean, you would think he was unhappy after after the game on Sunday. So maybe the hairdryer treatment right. there. But then Friday Southampton at the Emirates, that has to be a win anyway. Because if you don't win that, then really like you can't, you you don't deserve even to be to be champions. But is it like, hey, stay positive? We still we still right now they still have the, 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 their destiny into their own hands. I feel it has slipped away from Arsenal. Doesn't mean they can't reach out and grab it again. Hmm. But I think the psychological weight of of those four points dropped against Liverpool and against um, West Ham. and against West Ham, I mean that weighs heavily. And yeah. and even I wonder too if at this stage of the season, you know, the fact that this is all they're playing for, you know, we can say yeah, but City have the Champions League, and so it's a distraction and mentally, it also means City don't spend too much time second guessing themselves in the league. You know, they don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't have time for that. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, They're I see like, what right, screw this, the league, whatever. We win it every year anyway. Um, it's almost like there's less pressure on them, if, if, if yeah, that makes maybe. any sense. And I think, like, ordinarily, I, I'm not one to bring up mentality and psychology because I think 98% of it is nonsense when it comes to professional athletes. However, I think in this case, it may apply because, as we've been saying all year, this is a very, very young team. These aren't players who are used to winning. Yeah. Other, other than Partey Jesus and, and Zinchenko, you know, I think you'll find very, very few trophies in there. That's why I think it's a learning, it's still a learning process. And you can't, I mean, if you, you compete with City already, which is maybe the, the great, one of the greatest teams for sure in Premier League history, in English football history, they've won four of the last five. You're still in there. You're and, still then add, there. and then they add early Holland. They add Holland, and they're still not, they're still behind you, which I think in itself is. Is incredible from an Arsenal point of view, and you still, this is all new to you. This is all like you've never really been in that position before. So, and you're learning. The issue is that you don't learn from the mistakes you made against Liverpool because you still make some against West Ham. Okay, I get that. But it's, this is still part of it. And I think they still have to be positive and believe. And because if they start questioning themselves and, oh, maybe we're, we're letting this slip, we're not there, we're not this, we're not that, then for sure, then they're going right. to beat you. I think, though, one key thing that Arteta is going to do if he hasn't done it already is he he has a word with Thomas Partey and reminds him of his role in this team, make sure that he's okay. Um, look, as you said, if he just made a mistake, it's fine. Yeah. Is there something off the pitch that may be bothering him? Is there, you know, is something going on? Because you need... Thomas, you need the real Thomas Partey out there, yeah, yeah. because otherwise it is a lot, lot tougher. With all the love in the world for Georgie, you know it's a different Georgie's team. Georgie's okay against Southampton on Friday. He's okay in winning the Euros too, but in this team, <laughs> for the way they play, no. And you can also make the point that if I have Georgie in the middle of the park, and, and then I go back to the Shaka left back option, if Georgie's not there, and it's Tierney stepping in the middle of the park rather than Zinchenko, that's one less passer I have. Yeah, yeah. You know, that might have been a game where maybe you choose, you choose to take a different approach. But mm. um, I, I, I think 
at this stage, if Arsenal win the title, the only way it's happening if Thomas Partey plays a big part in it in a positive way between now and the end of the season. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Gab. Just go to Indeed.com slash Gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, enough Arsenal. How about some quick hits instead? Let's, go, Let's play the mood. Yes. It doesn't move the needle because, as Ooh. we'll get into later, Borussia Dortmund screwed things up, something yes. awful. But, Jules, Bayern are held 1-1 at home by Hoffenheim. Ah. Tuchel has lost as many games in 15 days as Nagelsmann lost Come in on. 30 weeks. And Tuchel is very, very angry. He's very angry. Not happy at all after I, that. Go on YouTube, find the interview he gives, yeah, yeah, he gives yeah. with Archie. Uh, he, <laughs> he can He's tell you just livid, you can tell. And you don't want to cross him. It's, he all started so well, you know, the Dortmund win. And then and then he looked like, okay, yes, there was issues with Nagelsmann and Tuchel is going to sort it out and he's going to do this. And, you know, we believe we are big Tucholista, we always say. And then they are of the, of the cup in a game that they should probably not have lost so they can play again and don't lose against Freiburg, but still, they lose it. Then there's the, the City game, and we've explained before that maybe the score doesn't reflect what happened in the game, but they still lose heavily 3-0. But he still played well for an hour. Yeah, I don't understand why one, that doesn't carry over here. This one You're in a freaking dreadful. title race. This one was really dreadful. And look, they, they could From have won this game. They had the chances. Yeah, course, they they, they finish, have, whatever. They would always have chances against Hoffenheim, even when they play badly. But, I, I think I was just surprised from, from Muller to Delict. Delict said that things can't get any worse. Yeah. These are big, they were all big very pessimistic. Yeah, it was all it was all very gloomy to be fair. And more Bayern gaps. Sadio Mane was suspended for one game for his punch on Leroy Sané. You could still see like Leroy Sané's lip still being swollen. Is everybody ready to move on? Like so, Tuchel is. Yeah, uh, I think Bayern are. I don't think I think there's something here you can't sweep under the carpet. Um, so. Reports in Senegal, in Sadio Mane's home country, say that Leroy Sané used a racist slur against yeah. him. Um, German media have found no evidence of this. Bayern have done their internal investigation. I am pretty confident saying that Bayern have found no evidence of this. Otherwise, they would have taken much sterner action. Um, so this means that in Senegal, people who read the Senegalese press are left with this racism accusation hanging over Leroy Sané. Mm -hmm. Leroy Sané can say, who cares? Um, but I think he does care because nobody yeah. should have an unfounded allegation hanging over him. No. Leroy Sané's dad, yeah. by the way, you know who he is. Yeah, Leroy is Suleiman, is yeah. Suleiman Sané, who's a Senegalese international. Yeah. Um, it would be strange from Leroy Sané to racially abuse a, a fellow country. But leaving that aside, Sadio Mane, I think now has to come out and say, Yes, I was racially abused. Or, no, I was oh, not Sadio racially Mane, abused. Yeah, Sadio Mane, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Sadio Mane. Yeah, yeah. I, he owes it to his teammate. Yeah, if it yeah. didn't happen, you owe it to your teammate because that story's out there. Yeah. Erling Haaland grabs another two goals as Manchester City beat Leicester 3-1 to move within four points of Arsenal. Jules, this was way tighter than it should have been in the second half. And I wonder if Pep got a little too happy with his substitutions. Yeah, maybe. Because I don't as need soon to see Calvin changed, Phillips and Cole Palmer know, so yeah. early in the game. As soon as he changed, clearly the, the, the game kind of... Not the momentum switched because they were, still, they were still in control. But they let one goal go in. There could have been a penalty. They hit the woodwork as well. The, one big and save Madison threw on yeah. goal. So they... They, they stopped was, taking shots. The last half hour... 
They just, the they, just they wanted to control the ball. But they didn't control anything because uh, uh, Leicester put together like a, some crazy XG yeah, in the last half hour. Yeah, crazy chances, to be fair. I, I, I think I they think got this away with this call. one. Big this time. is a wake-up call. They got away with this one. And Erling Haaland now, you know, on the, on the level of the, the most Salah record for, for a, right. a, a Premier like, League. Yeah, it's they, important. They, they, 38 games. No, the record belongs to Alan Shear. Yeah, and I know 40, he had more 42 games. 42 games. Well, yeah, it was. It's called yeah, 34 and 42. Let's let Shear. We love Shear. Let's we love, love Shear. Shear and, enjoy and, the record. And the call, is it Andy Cole as well? It doesn't matter. For me, it's just Shear. 34. Um, but yeah, so Erling Haaland, another break. Did Kevin Phillips also score some stupid amount of goals one year? Maybe anyway, just 30, whatever. I think it was. But yeah, well done to Haaland. Carlo Ancelotti, Rez, Vinicius, and a bunch of others. And Real Madrid beat Cadiz away 2 0. Gab, anything? Of note in this game? So it was interesting because this was kind of a B team. Yeah. And I thought they played really, really well. And I thought they also played pretty passing combination football. I thought Danny Ceballos, there he yeah. was, spraying balls. Like, hey, look, I'm Junior Modric here. Um, <laughs> Asensio as well, man. You, you Asensio too. It's interesting. Obviously, you want to have Vinicius in there all the time, obviously, right? However, when he's not there and Real Madrid have to pass the ball. Yeah. Um, it just gives him a different dimension. And I'm wondering if he's going to be, rather than sort of the whole left-sided, lopsided, you know, attack that they have when he's yeah, there. Yeah. I just wonder if this is an extra weapon that they can have and, you know, gaining confidence saying, you know, we can pass more than that. But yeah, they could have scored four or five. Yeah, easily. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Make way for more quick hits. Yes. First versus second in Ligue 1 and Paris Saint-Germain with a bit of help from yes. Abdul Samed's red card after just 20 minutes. That's right. Beat Lons 3-1. The gap is eight points with seven games to go. Uh, you ready to crown them champions, Jules? I think so now. Gab, yeah, I think so. Eight points, nine over Lens, eight over Marseille, nine over Lens. It would be the 11th title. I, I just, they're not playing well, PSG. They're struggling. And to be fair, the first 20 minutes before the red card, they're just not good. Lens... Are better. They press well. They recover the ball. PSG can't get up. Openda unplayable. And then even in the second, even even with eleven men, three nil up, Lance still created a lot of chances in that second half. Scored the penalty, uh, so it was not very convincing. The win, but they won. I don't see them dropping all that many points now between now and the end of the of the season. And Messi didn't get booed this time, or he maybe didn't. he didn't. And he scored he a lovely goal with a great one-two with Mbappe. Mbappe scored also after three games without without a goal. It, this is not a good PSG team. This is maybe the maybe the worst in terms of in terms of style and play. The worst since the Qatari took over. Is that why you're wearing a pre-Qatari hey, Paris Saint-Germain oh, shirt? Nice. Of course, you nice. know. Um, the the real ones, no. Uh, but yeah, the most important was the win. And for Christophe Galtier as well, after the week that he had and all the accusations of, of racism and everything around him, I think he was pretty relieved to have won that game because he would have got even worse. Otherwise, we mentioned this earlier, Gab, but Borussia Dortmund self-destructed in the most dramatic way on Saturday against Stuttgart. This is like a cartoon. That's what they do all the time, though. No, they don't. They, they, they do. They beat this. had them playing. They won a million games in a row. Unreliable. And now somehow the curse is back. Um, they, 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 they go 2-0 up. They play well. Daniel Malin's doing his thing. Ale opening the scoring. Uh, then the guy gets sent off. It was, I think it was like minute 39, still in the yeah. first half. And like, oh, look, we have more than an hour to play. Or, or we have like you know 50-odd minutes to play 11 v. 10. Yeah, This is easy. We're playing against this, this rubbish team, fighting to avoid uh, relegation and whatnot. And then the, 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 the defensive gremlins come, come out. Back, yeah. um, uh, it, it goes to 2-1. Uh, then 2-2. Two, two. You can tell they're shaky then, yeah. Yeah, then in the second minute of injury time, Gio Reyna comes on for his cameo appearance, scores a goal, makes it 3-2, game over. Nope. Nope. Minute 96, Rafael Guerrero, the, I don't know what kind of, I can't remember if it was the second or third goal because I've, I've blocked this out of my mind. No, it was the second goal. Yeah. Sorry, where Rafael Guerrero basically like uh, delivers a lovely assist to an opponent. Um, the last one, I think, was... Uh, all right, whatever. They, they, they were all, I mean, 
The first one, Emery Shiner, unlucky de de deflection, fine. Yeah, yeah but, then, but they all but, avoidable. But the rest, the last yeah. one, no, it was the young kid, uh, Koulibaly. I, why is he in there? It's like his first game for the club, whatever. Yeah. I, it was awful. 3-3, three, three, uh, massive, massive. So disappointing. Barcelona will likely win La Liga, yeah. but they're not scoring. Nil-nil away to Getafe means it's three games without a goal. And Jules, that had not happened since the very end of the Frank Reichard era some 15 years ago. Yeah. And if you count his games with Poland, Robert Lewandowski, one goal in nine. And that was against Elche, so I'm not sure it should count. Yeah, yeah no, not good. Uh, and they had chances, of course, and they hit the post twice in the same... In the same move, um, but overall it was not good enough. And you know what? If I'm on Sufati or Ferran Torres and I see Alejandro Balde playing ahead of me as a left winger, it was not really sure because Jordi Alba was playing a left back. And it was very strange from Xavi at the starting 11, I thought. Like, how do you feel? Like, come on, what? You don't, you clearly don't, it doesn't count on them. No, hey, look, there's no Pedri, no De Jong, no Dembele. We know no, all course, that, but, but, but still, come on. Like, they were, this was so poor. And you're right, three games, the Classico against in the Cup. And then the, the last nil-nil, Girona and It's not like if they drew nil-nil against Atletico, Atletico Madrid and, I don't know, like another really good team. This is two games, they drew nil-nil when really they should have played better and scored goals. Yeah, you, wanna, you don't want the season just to peter out like no, this. No, it's terrible. And, and staying with Barca, right now, Joan Laporta, as we're recording the show, Gab, is holding a press conference to kind of explain himself and the club, I guess, over the whole Negrera situation and, and latest information. So, well, first of all, would it help if you give a press conference, if you don't say everything you were going to say at the press conference the, the, the day before? Because from what I can tell, like, he says, like, you know, they haven't found anything because there's nothing to yeah, find. Yeah, they will never find anything. And they'll never find anything because it doesn't exist. Okay, fine. You said that already. Um... <laughs> He, I, I suppose the new thing is he says that, well, and he also repeated there's a smear campaign against the club, yeah. conspiracies left, right, and center. Um, he did drag Real Madrid's name into it, uh, which I think shows that the the Super League alliance of Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Juventus, He's given gone. the way things yeah. are going, is Real Madrid last man standing. <laughs> um, and then he, then he does, did what lawyers do. We're going to sue everybody, and the damages are going to play. They're going to be astronomical. Astronomical. Uh, I don't think, from what we've seen so far, uh, and again, this is going on as you say it, I don't think he looks good so far. I can, I, there's ways to defend the club, um, but kind of doubling down on this. Yeah. How about you deal with it and you say, hey, we paid him a little bit for advice. Other clubs are doing the same thing. And then, in the three years that I wasn't there, Barto and Rossell decided to pay him a ton of money. Yeah. We're going to investigate that. Simple. Yeah. Do that. Unless, unless he's not really... Unless, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Something. Let's not go there. Yeah. Brighton put on a masterclass at Stanford Bridge as Ooh. your boy Roberto de Zerbi outclasses Frank Lampard Jr. and yep. Chelsea. Jules, were Chelsea just too busy looking ahead to the Champions League in Real Madrid? Looking ahead to what? what? Oh, to come back from the two-goal defeat against Real Madrid yeah. on... Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. No, the derby was really good. Yeah, Brighton were really good. But, I mean, Chelsea is not good. Lampard is not good. I've said it many times. I'm going to say it again. And when he makes those silly changes and stuff, let's give a chance to people who don't play. Why? You're not in a situation. You're not in a position right now to give a chance to people who don't. You know, who haven't been good this season, who don't deserve to play. You score a goal because you got lucky on the goal, and after that, you could hardly touch the ball. It, was, it could have easily have been without Kepa at that kind of level. It would have been five or six. And it would have been far more humiliating. This is one of the worst performances that I can remember. Oh, my God. Me too. And in a very long time. Not just this season. No. Napoli are held at home by Verona. Nil-nil Begab. There are two reasons for Napoli to be happy. Yeah. So it's one of those nil-nils where Napoli actually had 79% possession, <laughs> which I don't even think was, was legal. Um, obviously, they rested players looking ahead. Osimhen did come on, played the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Rattled the crossbar. How about that? Yeah. So, yeah. So that gives you a boost. And I think just as important, uh, the president De Laurentiis reached uh, kind of a peace deal with those ultras that were protesting them. Um, 
he's basically a baller. They, they had a stupid loyalty card that the that the club had introduced. They just didn't like that, so they're scrapping that. And he said, "You guys can bring your drums and your banners in. We're not going to check them first, as if yeah. you're in school." And in exchange, they said, "Fine, we're going to go and support the crap out of the club uh, against Milan on Tuesday, which is so going to make you an amazing atmosphere." Then we you? should see okay. a real Neapolitan atmosphere. Great. Lots of unavailables, but Manchester United, nevertheless, went away to Nottingham Forest to consolidate third place. Yeah. Jules, would you like to pray? praise the two Antonies, Anthony and Anthony Martial, or just be mean <laughs> to Harry Maguire? I will start with Maguire, who should have been sent off after 20 minutes for the handball and the first yellow card. I mean, the first yellow card is just like a rugby tackle. <laughs> and then I don't know what he's doing with his arm on the corner. I don't know how VAR missed it. I mean, VAR is saying that it was crowded. It was crowded with his own teammates. Why is that? What kind of excuse is this? That's going to be another phone call from Howard Webb to apologize and one other VAR referee to be sacked. Um, yeah, I, you know, you know how much I don't rate Maguire. For Anthony, it's a goal and an assist. You take that. You take that for him, yeah. for his own confidence. There's still so many things that he should do better no. and should do more in this. He's not making. playing up to his salary. Yeah, yeah. For, for sure. But at least you take that. It's still better than not doing anything. Spurs are blowing their top four chances, Gav, as they give up a 95th minute goal to Dongo Watara and lose at home to Bournemouth 3 2. I mean, come on, Tottenham. So I think what's going to what, what makes headlines here is obviously Davinson Sanchez coming on and then being taken off. Fine, yeah, but is there enough? Not nice. Boot? Not nice. Well, you know what? I don't have an issue with Stellini doing that. I, I think he explained very well why he did that. Yeah, you know, he brought him on because the starter had been injured. He took him off because he wanted to put on another striker, and they went back for it. That's fine. What I don't understand about Stellini is this: is you say, oh, you know, we play really well, and then we score. And then after we score, we sit back and invite on the pressure. Well, I'm sorry. It's like, oh, that has to change. It's been going on far too long. You've been there yep. for 15 months. You were Conte's assistant, but you're in the middle of it, right? Presumably, that's not what Conte was telling him to do either. No. So I don't get that. I don't think it's good enough. And, you know, he's right. In the end, they pay the price for defensive errors. And by the way, it's not just poor Davinson Sanchez. Yeah. Look at Pierre-Emile Hoiberg's defending on the third goal. Yeah. And that's the stuff which... which it's has a lovely to... goal, though. Watara is a lovely, lovely... I mean, to come, in, to come inside and just finish it like this at that time of the game, after coming on from on a sub 10 minutes before, 15 minutes before, it's an amazing it, goal. If that keeps them up, it's amazing. It keeps them up. But how, how deflating does it have to be for Tottenham? In the I weekend, mean, when, when Newcastle loses well, terrible. you're wrong, going for, 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 for the top four. I, I mean, I have a person left thumb because I said, like, you know what? These players have pride. They have incentive to finish top four. Yeah. Instead, we go, we go and we get this. Imagine they miss out on Europe full stop, com completely. Like, not even Europa League or, I mean, Europa, I guess the Conference League. No, no, they'll, they'll, they'll get that. But yeah, it's ugly. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Newcastle also slip up, Jules, falling 3-0 away to Aston Villa. Unai Emery has taken 22 of a possible 24 wow. points in their last eight games. Incredible. Could Villa actually get into the top four race? I think the top four might be just a little bit out of reach, to be fair. If you Newcastle at, keep losing. Uh, they won't, though. I mean, to be fair, they were well beaten by Villa. Villa played. <clears throat> it was a masterclass from Unai in terms of efficiency everything the way they put them under pressure but, but even if you if you finish fifth or sixth even if you if, if you get Europa League Europa Conference League even if you're Villa it's amazing only City have won more points uh, in the last eight games than obviously Unai than Villa and Unai I think since Unai arrived only Arsenal and City have won more points than him so they're, they're third right now in the Unai Emery table which I know doesn't mean anything but still <laughs> it's an amazing achievement and the game they lost against Arsenal at home, 4-2, when they were, they were, you know, they could easily have got one point, if not three. So it's a great, the way he got them played. Look at Jacob Ramsey, look at, um, look at Ollie Watkins, of course, who keeps scoring. Like, 
Channeling is, is in uh, Erling Haaland. It's amazing. It's good. Well done. Well done for them. Really happy for him. Milan make 10 changes. That's right. Every player apart from Mag Magic Mike against Bologna away and are held to a 1-1 draw after considered to be fair in the first minute. Gab, I get that they want to rest players, but this could cost them the top four spots. It could, but I'm not going to blame Pioli for doing nah, this at all. You know, you know, the only chance you have against Napoli is if you play with intensity. So give the players a week off. These guys, like you said, they, they gave up a goal early on um, and then they go back and they created chances. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rebic, not good this season. No. Origi, not good ever. I mean, ever. You, under, you understand. And yeah, try, they, they, with, with, I with, saw like I said, has ratings on De Ketelea. I mean, come with on. De Ketelea, what I will say is he's young. There's an upside. Maybe he'll, he, he, you know, he, he'll he harness his talent. Origi, that, no. unforgivable. Definitely. Unforgivable. A goal from Issa Abbas in the fifth minute of injury time condemns Benfica to a 1-0 away defeat to Chavez. Jules, yeah. three losses in a row. And Porto creep within four points. Um, this is ahead of, of course, the big Champions League clash with Inter. Yeah. The 2 no uh. down from the first leg. Is the bottom falling out? It looks like it, Gab, because they didn't play well. They, they didn't play well against Porto. And they lost the, f the first game of this three-game losing streak. You could say, and you were there at times, they didn't play badly against Inter. But no, still they were the pretty end. bad against Inter. But, but, but still, in the end, you can't see two goals the way they do. It's, it's unrecognizable, the team that played so well against PSG and Juventus in the group stage. Maybe they're tired. Maybe there's not enough rotation that Roger Schmidt I, did before. I, I think it's been like this for a while. Maybe well, here, well, yeah. also, just psychologically, you know, yeah. ball over the top, your defensive leader, Otamendi oh, making a mistake, a mistake. Leading, to, leading to the goal. That, that's got to hurt you. And if they, if they get knocked out in the Champions League, which is... You know, likely, let's say. I think psychologically, that's a huge, that's a huge yeah. blow again. Guess what? Inter also lose, Gab, which means that just two of the eight Champions League quarterfinalists won this weekend. They lost to Monza 1-0 and down to fifth as well. Yeah, I'm not reading too much into the fact that two of the eight Champions League quarterfinalists lost. I know people love coming up with theories. Oh, they're looking ahead to the weekend. Oh, it's a cup team. This is nonsense. Inter created a ton of chances in this game. Again. Yeah. Again. And couldn't finish. Again. Yeah. Now, that's, I think, all it really boils down to. You know, Monza played on the break. Fine. Credit to them. I, I supported Monza when I was a kid. I know, and they, they, they had big wins or big draws this season. Yeah, they're doing very well. You know, I, I, I had a little Fulvio Saini sticker oh, when I was little. Lovely. Gigi Casiraghi also oh, coming from Monza, of course, the prince, although he didn't stay there very long. But no, I don't think you're concerned about that, but it is a big loss. And whatever happens, you have to finish top four this yeah. season. Yeah. Juventus throw up an absolute oh. stinker against Asuolo, losing 1-0. Jules, this time, Max Allegri making yeah, no terrible. excuses and says it's his fault yeah. as Nicolo Fagioli gently weeps on the bench. <laughs> his mistake led to the goal, but still. Yeah, but I mean, Gregory Defrel's goal, by the way, always good when a Paris born and bred player scores a goal and, and wins a game like this for Sassuolo against Juventus. We've seen them playing that badly before and somehow, sometimes they manage to find a way to win. Not this time. And you know what? I'm also worried for the, for the Europa League game on Thursday because I just don't think that right now they're in, they're in good form. The Lazio defeat, I, this defeat again this weekend. Is this really bad? that you, 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 They played Milik and Vlaovic together up front. Fine, they got no service for them. I, the only positives is that, you know, Allegri's relented enough to give more time to the kids. He gave, this kid Barbieri made his debut yeah, yeah, that's true. on the right flank. That's nice. You've got this next-gen team. Use it. Yeah. Um, but I go back to Fajoli's tears, and I think there's an importance here of in terms of identity, in terms of, you know, feeling something for the club. And this guy, this kid, he made a mistake. It happens. Yeah, yeah, it cost him a goal. Yeah, he, he obviously more. feels he it, and that is important. And I think if you're Juve, maybe start thinking about your identity a little bit more. There's this That's new Juve regime. Point. Maybe think about players who have a motivation for the club. Don't think about you know. Oh look, it's you know he's a free free agent signing. Oh let me get let me get freaking Di Maria or 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 Paredes yeah. Paredes. I know, you know. I you know these people are there. These people are there for the money, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying Carjoli plays for free, but you can tell, right? Uh, and look, it's not every foreign player, it's not every free agent. You can build up to it. But 
But yeah, it develops some identity and come back from that. Yeah, and also I thought that with Wojciech Szczesny, of course, after the hard scare that he had in yeah. the Europa League, who didn't play, Perrin played in this game at the weekend, but we're happy that everything seems to be okay with Chesney. So, Sticking with you, Vega, the Italian FA has suspended the partial stadium closure punishment inflicted on them after Romelu Lukaku was racially abused. Does that seem right to you? It does seem right to me because I think... The idea with the partial stadium closure is that you punish a set of fans yeah. um, who are in that area. This was a cup game. Those fans weren't the, the, those fans who are uh, who are season ticket holders weren't there um, because it was a cup game. Um, but more importantly, ultimately, the idea behind this is to punish those responsible. Mm. And fortunately, in this case, and I said I've given credit to you, I'll do it again. They used, they identified the two bands and they gave them the maximum bands they could. Yeah. One of these guys is banned for life. The other one, because he's a minor, they could only ban him for 10 years. But, you know, knowing that this guy's not yeah, in yeah. for 10 years, I think already sends a strong message. That's what you want to do. So I'm okay with them suspending this punishment. I would love them now to suspend uh, the ban on Lukaku as well for instigating yeah, it with sure, his goal yeah, celebration when it's the same goal celebration he did in, he did against Benfica and it's yeah. the same one he did for playing for Belgium against Sweden. Antoine Griezmann bags two goals as Atletico Madrid beat Almeria 2-1. Jules, six wins on the spin for Atleti and Griezmann is most people's Liga MVP. Yeah. Why couldn't <laughs> they do this all year long? Because, I, I mean, I don't know, he starts slowly, that's for sure. Now he's on fire. I think, does he have like 14 goals and eight assists or something like that? Um, it's, Why couldn't Atletico do this all year long? Because he, he didn't have pink hair before. He just had <laughs> pink hair now in the last six months. And that's clearly clearly the recipe for success. Let's not forget as well that he had a busy April because on April the 8th, if you don't know that, it's the birthday of his uh, his children. Yeah, all three of them. They're all born on the same day. So that probably... that I very imagine regular. the birthday party for all three of them at the same time uh, and all the presents. But he's clearly happy and you could see on his face he says it uh, as hey. well. And now, I mean, they right behind... Two points behind Real Madrid. Madrid. Now, you know who they play next? Barcelona. Barcelona. How about exactly. that? Playing Barcelona at the right weekend. time. That's going to be huge. They're doing all this without arguably their best defender, Renildo, who's been out since Yeah, February. of course. With that is, yeah. Uh, it was back on Friday night, but Lazio beat Spezia away 3-0. Gab, I feel like we're not giving them and Mauricio Sarri enough credit. They're second in the table. They're second in the table, which is unbelievable yeah. given the, the, the resources that they have. Um, and they've done it with Chiro Immobile missing a chunk of the season. Now he's back, although now he's gone again because he uh, he ran his SUV. Um, this was early on Saturday morning, I think, or Sunday morning. He ran his, his collision, he collided the with tram, a tram. Yeah. He's got a bruised rib. It's not... I mean, you saw the pictures of the SUV. It is absolutely total. Either the tram was going way too fast or Immobile was going way too fast. Or or they were both going too fast. He had his kids in the car or something. His kids in the car as well. It's very early in the morning. Uh, I'm just glad that that everybody's going to be okay. But yeah, Lazio, tremendous season from them. It was the Inaki Williams show in the Bass, Dar- Bass Derby. Jules, tell me more. Oh, I'm so happy for Inaki Williams and for the Williams family overall, to be fair. Scored two goals. They won 2 0 against Real Sociedad at San Mames. And when you remember Nico Williams getting abused after the, the defeat the defeat against uh, against Osasuna in the in the semifinal of the Copa del Rey and, and how much that impacted the Nico Williams, of course, his brother Inaki, the Williams family. For Inaki now, who is not a typical goal scorer, who is not a prolific goal scorer, we've said that many times, but he's got other qualities. For him to come so big in a game of this magnitude is amazing. So well done to him. It was so, it was so good to see him, so happy, the, smiling, the whole fight. It was, it was brilliant. Second goal, pretty sweet. Yeah. And amazingly, Real Sotirada is still fourth. I know, but I mean, they have been so bad since the turn of the year. It's crazy. Roma, Biudinese, 3 0 and stay third. Gab some love for Jose Mourinho, please. Sure, why not? He's played, played a center forward in this game, Andrea Belotti, who yeah. has scored Even as many Even Tammy sa- scored, so come on. Belotti has scored as many yeah. goals as you have this season. Yeah. Um, which... Or Richarlison. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, look, they're, they're third in the table. That could change if Juve gets their points reinstated, so then they move down to fourth. Um, they're there the fans love them I don't think the football's great I'll go back to that Um, but he's doing what he promised to do and I think that's all you can ask for Igor Tudor celebrates his birthday with a 3-0 Marseille win over Troyes and they return to second place Jules 
Does he believe in his heart of hearts that Marseille can win the title? Uh, I don't think so. I think they would be just too happy with second place, which is a direct spot for the next next season Champions League, which is what they want. Don't they have the second highest budget in Ligue 1? Yeah, they do, yeah. And they spend 30 million on Vitinha, who scored two goals, by the way. Finally, again, he was very happy because he hadn't scored since arriving in January. Not as good as the other Vitinha. Different profile than the other Vitinha, um, the PSG one, but he scored two. Well done to him. Uh, they played well for two goals, but 45, I think it was on Sunday. And considering they hadn't won at home at the Velodrome for so long, it was good to finally get a win. The, fanat- the Ultras, the Fanatics, had their birthday as well, I think, and had plenty of flares and everything. It was, it was great. So well done to them. But I think eight points without having... Without playing Without PSG, head-to-head, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably too much. The Manchester United sales saga rumbles on, Gab. Another private equity firm, the Carlyle Group in the US, is reportedly interested in buying a stake. Gab, what does this mean? Well, this means it's a little bit different, right? Because you had people who were willing to lend the Glazers money yeah. in excess of a billion to invest in the club or possibly buy out some siblings. Um, and then you had people who wanted to buy the club out, yeah, the right? Club, like, yeah. like your boy, uh, uh, Sir Jim, Jim. And, uh, and the Qataris. Now the Carlisle Group, according to the story I saw, supposedly they want to acquire a minority share in the club. Now, that means you've got a lot of faith in the Glazers if you're acquiring a chunk of the club, but the Glazers stay in control. Yeah. Um, seems a little odd to me. It's another thing for the Glazers to think about, or maybe it's more financial PR people putting rumors out there. Yeah, maybe driving yeah. up the price. Who yeah, knows? Exactly. Leipzig beat Augsburg three-two. But Jules, I know you want to celebrate oh. Tino Werner for his two goals, especially the second one. Yeah, because it's a lovely volley. I mean, you could always argue that maybe his first touch is not that great. Oh, you think that's why he had to do that? Yeah, to then make <laughs> the volley to hit it. But still, still, I don't want to be mean to Timo because we've been mean on him so many times. Uh, and this time he's scored two and the second one is really a beauty even if like me you think that maybe the first touch is a little bit dodge, dodgy but still the volley is great well done to him Leipzig you know marching on again going back to winning ways which was I think important uh, and and if Timo can score and can have that kind of form until the end of the season it's, it's going to be good for them to finish top four Chelsea have reportedly held talks with Julian Nagelsmann Gab, at least they're working on a new boss. Yeah, face-to-face meeting after yeah. the uh, video chat with Luis Enrique uh, last week. Look, all I'm going to say is who is driving this process? If it is Chelsea, it should be Christopher Vell, uh, Lawrence Stewart, and Win Stanley. Paul right? Winstanley, yeah. As long as Paul Winstanley's around. still does something. Yeah, we're not sure. Um you know, you have to let the experts do their job, right? We, this can't be Todd Bowley, like, in the summer going on, like, oh, this guy, this guy seems good. Or, look, Agent X just recommended this other dude to me. Like, let these guys do yeah. the job. If they appoint the wrong guy, I think Nagelsmann in many ways is a fit. Um, you know, two of those three guys have Red Bull experience. That, that's a fit with Nagelsmann, too. But they have to run the process, and you have to... You have to, to use that word. You have to trust the process yeah, in this case. Sure. And if it doesn't work, then you fire them. Yeah. Uh, James Rodriguez has rescinded his contract with Olympiacos, Jules, after Everton and Arayan. Really? Oh, yeah. That's three straight clubs who have released him early. He's still only 31 years yeah, old. Mind-blowing. I know, I know. I mean, I'm surprised Olympiacos didn't release him earlier, to be fair, considering he was hardly playing. Not bringing much to the, to the team anyway. Where do you go next? That's the thing. Where do you go back What home? happened to this guy? I don't know. I think I think it can't it can't be focused on football anymore. Otherwise, it's just. I mean, it, it just could not be the case that three clubs see the same things and release you early because clearly your head is not there. Otherwise, they would not you know they would not do that. And I think he was even lucky to come back to Europe after Al Ryan and to go to Olympiacos. So now what you go to. You go to MLS, you go back to you go somewhere South America, which to be fair has worked. Some people have gone at that kind of age, go back to play in Brazil, for example, and do well. I I don't know. Does he really want to? What? Why is just what's the motivation? It doesn't seem to have much. 
I, I don't know. It's always hard to tell from the outside. Is it some of the people who've been advising him? Has he fallen out of love with the That's game? Such a shame. Is it a physical thing? I mean, you're never the greatest athlete. No, true. Um, but yeah, he will go down as a big waste of yeah, talent. Yeah, for sure. If, I mean, the, the way things stand. For sure. Remember the Everton player, Gab, who was arrested in 2021 on suspicion of child sex offences? He has now been cleared and will face no further investigation. And yet we still can't mention his name. That's right. So I won't say anything more about it other than say I don't understand this law where somebody can be can be fully cleared and there's no more, you know, all the charges against them dropped or whatever, exonerated. And we have to keep pretending like he doesn't exist just the way we had to pretend that in 2021 when when Everton suddenly... He disappeared yeah, from everything. Uh, we had to pretend, that just like we have to pretend yeah. because of other stories. I would have thought that once you were fully cleared, it could come out. I don't get it, but whatever. Um, they're happy to this. Go for it. Yeah. Ugly story from MLS involving Red Bull's new striker who was suspended for six games after racially abusing an opponent. And Jules, his name is Dante, but I have no idea how to pronounce his last name. Van Zier. There you go. Yeah, who did so well at Union Saint-Gilloise, and we remember uh, last season and, and even earlier this season, we mentioned him and the club and how amazing the story was. Went to Red Bull in February, I think it was. And then this happened. Really, really, like, a terrible story, ugly story. Uh, I mean, clearly found, found guilty, and I think he kind of acknowledged it too. Well, it's interesting, the Red Bull fans at the game this weekend, they um, they protested by, I think they staged a walkout during the game. Yeah, they protested, right. they, they felt, you know, um, the club stance towards them wasn't necessarily strong enough. Yeah. Gav, I know you love this story, but you discovered this weekend that Gail Angula, who's a former defender who played in Ligue 1 for Angers, for Bastia, for many, many clubs in, in all leagues yeah. as well, is now a referee in Ligue 1. And maybe I, that's the way forward then, having former, pro, former pros turning into referees. Well, for sure, I, I had no memory of whatsoever have, him as a player. Him. I had no idea, right? No, but His brother as well I, played. I, I bring this up because so many... How often do you hear this, right? From like coaches, from players, from from ex-footballers yeah, turned pundits yeah. continuously. Oh, well, they should have former players because they know the game. Referees don't know the game. And I think it's really, really stupid because look, <laughs> every referee's played a game at some level, right? Yeah. Um, and they all go and complain. What I love about this guy, and look, I don't know, I'm assuming he didn't make that much money, but he said, I love the game so much, I can't play anymore. Um, I can go into coaching maybe, but mm. maybe it can be a good referee. And he goes out and he does that and he climbed. He yeah, wasn't yeah. fast-tracked to the... No, definitely not. You know, he started on the lower divisions and it's not... I mean, there was a suggestion recently that, you know, within two years, you can enter the pipeline um, yeah. if, you get, if you get trained. And then if you're good, four or five years, you go to the top flight. Yeah. And, and I wonder, all these ex-pros out there, like, do they not have the dedication to do this? All the ones, because if you think about it, you know, if you referee, you can have a 10-year career earning decent money. Really decent money. I saw the figures actually the other day, how much they earn in Ligue 1, in Serie A, monthly, and then per game on top of their monthly wages too. It's really good. Yeah, so... Well done, Galangula. Yeah. Um, you know, leveraging his experience as a and player. And he's good as well. So it's not like you said, it's not just that he's there because of his name. He's, he's, he's a good one. He's, he's going to be really good. Was his name because I have no idea. Like, honestly, I have zero recollection. I just thought like, oh, look. He was not very good as a player. Right? He's probably better as a referee than he, is as, he was as a player. But yeah, well done to him. Traveling Angers fans tried to put Mohamed Shan off his game when he took a penalty against them for Clermont this weekend, Jules. That's right, Gab. I mean, not many of them travel. You know, Angers is having this horrible season. They, they're not mathematically yet relegated, but they will be. They will go down. They have two wins all season. But a few of them still travel from Angers to Clermont, which is not close. Uh, probably a good seven-hour drive. Clermont located in, drive. The, in the town of Foot, right? Clermont Foot, yeah, yes. or Rugby Town, if you prefer, even. But the, the few of them who were there, they were one nil up, and then there's this penalty for Clermont, and the, the penalty is going to be taken in front of the away stands where the few Angers fans are. So they decided, hey, why not do a Mooney and just show a bottom to see if maybe that can unsettle Mohamed Chan. It didn't, sorry to... Yeah, I mean, you can check it out. It's a funny photo if you want to, if you like bottoms. Uh, but bottoms. yeah, he still scored. Yeah, yes. so, you know, well, a good try, I guess, but... <laughs> 
Big Walloon Derby between Standard Liège and Charleroi this weekend in Belgium. Liège won 3-1, but that's not why we're talking about this game. Yeah, look, I, I, I love when ultras get creative. Yeah. Uh, and the Charleroi ultras, they dressed up like uh, like exterminators, that's like right. past exterminators. Yeah. And they had sort of sacks of dead mice, oh, which they actually took the time to color in the standard Liège colors, which I think is makes it even weirder and grosser, but it must, must be a Belgian thing. Hell of a thing. preparation, though. Yeah, and, they uh, red and they threw the rats. Yeah, and, and they dumped them at the Liège fans, <laughs> who, of course, later complained, and they could be facing action. Look, uh, there's, uh, there's animal cruelty involved. I wouldn't approve of it. No, of but course. assuming there isn't, this, I thought this was pretty funny. It is. Um, Jules, that brings us to an end, but we got to come back on Thursday. Oh, the champions. How about the huge <laughs> games? Napoli and Milan, Chelsea and Real Madrid. Yeah. <clears throat> Bayern's inevitable comeback against uh, Paris Saint-Germain. And how about Little Inter? Manchester City, you mean. The little yeah. engine that Little Inter in Benfica. Manchester City, yeah. yeah. All the same. Until then, love the game. Love your neighbor. Love yourself. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Gab. Just go to Indeed.com slash Gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.